We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And here we go. There's a man open left side. Caught. It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. If you're just joining us, welcome in. 10 o'clock here on the East Coast. Those of you listening around the world on the Odyssey app, glad to have you with us. You know what we're talking about. It's a Friday. Commanders getting set for the Detroit Lions. Jack Del Rio told the truth yesterday. He's frank about it. And no lies were told. Jamin Davis certainly has got to improve the production. Guy's moving to a different position again, though, so he's kind of learning on the job as they go. Appropriate, not appropriate from the defensive coordinator. That and more is touchdown at 10 is underway as we preview Commanders Lions coming up. Washington looking to get to 2-0 on the campaign with a road game against Detroit coming up this week. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us via the phone lines. You can also hit us on Twitter at WrestleMania621 at Pete Medhurst. Glad to make your acquaintance if you are not following us, follow us right now. We'll get back to you talking about Commanders football. Let's get to the phones here on Touchdown at 10. Start things off with Derek in D.C. Derek, you're up first this morning. Good morning. Man, good morning. Good morning. I just want to say, man, Jack Real, shut up. It's pissing me off. I listen to our show every freaking morning. He got an excuse on why somebody not playing good. All seven players ain't playing bad because they're playing bad. You taking people out of their normal position, putting them in different positions to play different things. If you know the linebackers can't cover for the fortieth thousand times, <laughs> blitz them. If you put pressure on the quarterback, then the cornerbacks and you move the cornerbacks up to jab, it'll be a different ball game. I went to the game last week. Our cornerbacks played five million yards off the wide receiver. Ridiculous. Why for what? If they're gonna get beat, get expose them. Since you said they're not playing technique football like y'all teaching them, then expose them so we can see what's really going on. Because right now, in my mind, I'm thinking, you just ain't teaching them right. Because all seven players in the backfield can't be playing wrong. You ain't playing them to the best of their abilities. So, therefore, it's, it's actually your fault. You want to call somebody out, that's cool. James Davis do need to play better. He did get caught flat-footed a lot of times. But, but my gosh, if you know he was getting burned, then why you didn't take one linebacker out and bring in another nickelback? You didn't make no adjustment. We played with two linebackers the whole time, and both of them looked terrible. Derek, that's, appreciate that's the call. Gotcha. And look, I mean, as we I mean, pre- that- as we preview going into the break, Chris, offensively, they invested. Okay, they bring in Wentz, mm-hmm. brought in Dotson. 
Obviously, you get Samuel back. That helps. You made sure McKissick didn't go to Buffalo. You worked hard to get him back in your fold. You pretty much stayed status quo on defense, and you let two of your best reserves walk out the door. So they, for whatever reason, they were comfortable with who they had on the defensive side. They were comfortable with the techniques that were being taught to those players, with the possible exception of the defensive line, as they jettisoned their defensive line coach at the start of training camp. Right. Odd timing on that. Yes. But you did nothing personnel-wise to change your defense. That's that you're saying. You are announcing to the world, we're comfortable with this personnel mm-hmm. because we're not trying to change it. Let me, let me ask you this. The caller made a point that defensive backs are still playing too far off at the line of scrimmage, what have you. That's been a constant complaint no matter who the defensive coordinator is. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about football, but I don't know everything. But is that wrong? Well, so here's where I'm going with this. Do you think Kendall Fuller? Do you think Kendall Fuller is a good man press corner? That's a great question. Maybe in the slot. Okay. Which is where he he they don't really want to play him. My, my, the the, the re- and we saw in the we saw in the uh, exhibition game with Kansas City, right? Against a bigger, mm-hmm. potentially physical mm-hmm. wide receiver, mm-hmm. just by nature, he's going to struggle no, a little bit no in bueno. that matchup. Exactly. So my point in asking that is the answer to that is I think they see it as no. I think we see it as no, as you just chronicled, and it's been you know uh, it, it's been others before. Um, he has been much better in zone mm-hmm. than in man, right? And they like him better outside than they like him inside, at least this coaching staff, right? that All of that has been clear. The numbers will tell you that. Your eyes will tell you that. All that. So when when fans complain about how they're aligned, like fans are like, well, well, if you're going to get beat, just get beat off the line of screen. Yeah, the problem is, is if you're not always playing too deep safety, you can't always recover, right? Meaning if you're not if you're playing man press rolled up, right? Or mm-hmm. even if you're playing say a cover 3 like Seattle used to play where Richard Sherman and and uh, who was the other corner um uh, Brandon Browner at times before he got into some trouble, some other guys mixed in where they would be playing zone coverage for the most part. Cover 3, right? With a single high safety, but they would be press on cover three. They wouldn't be off on cover three. But you know what? Richard Sherman's one of the best cornerbacks ever to play the game. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even a college corner. At Stanford, he was a wide receiver. I know. I talked to him. I interviewed him uh, when he was coming out. Um, never thought he would be that good. Okay? Um, my point being is, not everybody can play press man. Not everybody can play the type of cover three that Seattle did. Oh, and by the way, you know what Seattle had when they were playing that kind of coverage? That allowed them to be as aggressive. Not only size that Kendall Fuller doesn't have. One, two, they had a pencil eraser in Earl Thomas as their high free safety, as their single high free. Washington has never had that. Never had that since. I mean, Sean Taylor was the only one even remotely capable of doing that on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. Pete. So you can't always do what you think would be more aggressive and and the right thing based on your personnel and based on skill sets that players have or don't have, is my point. Let's go to Roy in Brunswick. What's up, Roy? 
Hey, good morning, guys. What's awesome up, show Roy? as always. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you. I mean, I think the the criticism of Davis is warranted. I think you know, obviously, he's going to get more of the brunt of it than than Holcomb solely because of where they were drafted. I mean, you look at at where he was drafted, and like Micah Parsons was drafted six, seven spots ahead of him, and is like looks all world. And and last night in the Kansas City game, they got a sixth, seventh round corner that's playing you know, press coverage on a guy because that's just what they needed him to do. And, you know, he, he won some and lost some. But I think it is puzzling that no one brings up often enough that, like, Rivera and Del Rio were both pro linebackers. So it's kind of twofold. Like, one, how do you misevaluate um, how to implement a linebacker when you go to draft him? He, either he's not as talented as you thought or – you're not getting him up to speed or he wasn't the player that you thought he was, but that should be like your forte is identifying those types of players that you yourself as a coordinator and as a coach slash GM that Rivera's in, like that should be your forte at getting those kind of players. Cause that's where you specifically played. Um, and I just think that, you know, if the, if you think he's athletic, blitz him. If he can't cover a back, make the back block him on blitzes more often. Then, you know, if you want Jackson in coverage, then, you know, let him cover and, and blitz a lot because you can't afford to, to keep these defensive linemen on the field. And you finally have a, a quick strike offense that can get you back in the games if you gamble because the Lions are going to gamble against us and risk giving up plays just to get home. And I think you have to do the same thing to them to win. Right, it's a great point, and I think right now the struggle is, and and I thought I thought Chris talked about it yesterday. You took a guy, and and I saw some Twitter response the same way. You took a guy that had physical tools. There's a specimen of an athlete there. The question ultimately is, what is he at this level? Mm-hmm. Is he a weak side backer? Is he a, a middle linebacker? Is he? Is he kind of like almost like Kalik Hudson right now? I mean, how do you utilize him out there? Because he struggled in the middle. He's certainly taking back to the weak side a little slower at this level because let's face it, and I know he played in the SEC, and there are some good, a couple of good offenses in the SEC that make you do a lot of uh, silly things in coverage and put you in matchup conflict. But this is the elite level. This is the elite level uh, play caller, play constructor, athlete that you're going up against. And it's going to look rough. It's going to look rough. Just like his play in the middle looked rough last year, his adjustment back to the weak side backer is going to look rough here at the start of the season. The question is, if we're talking about the same things, and I'll give him, I'll be I'll be kind, but based on who they're going to play, based on who they're going to play, he's going to see Tony Pollard coming up, who's an elite running back catching the ball out of the backfield. He's going to see the potential of DeAndre Swift this week trying to be put in matchup conflict. How about next week with Gainwell and Sanders and Boston Scott? Philadelphia has a plethora of people that he will end up being in matchup conflict with. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to give him to week four or five. I'll even go to David Montgomery with Chicago, who can do both. He can catch and run the football too. If we're talking the same conversation in week five about that player, then either the coach coaching him is not coaching well enough or the player just can't play at this level. And it would it would it I mean, five weeks in we should be able to have plenty of sample size on him going back to his new position and seeing if he is making those strides as an athlete. Because physically as a specimen, he has a lot that you you're looking for 
in that position, and it's just not happening for him right now. Let me ask you this. Does the basically the second half-ish of last year, does that not count in terms of like the adjustment right, period again, because he remember, didn't play Mike all last year? Uh, but remember, yes, I agree with you there. I, I agree with you there. That does count, but again, Chris, this is the NFL, man. You're going up against dudes every mm-hmm. week. Right. And you're going against special dudes every week. You're going up against guys. And I think, you know, I mean, the next couple of weeks are going to be, I mean, you, you can't get much better than Swift and then Pollard. I mean, it's not going to put you in the same kind of conflict that Pollard will with Dallas, but the Eagles can run three dudes out there that can give you a problem. Let me ask you a secondary question. Mm -hmm. Are we, are we expecting too much, even though he was a first round pick? And, And the reason why I'm asking is some of what you're just illustrating and you're absolutely right. Some of the, again, position switch, the fact that he he didn't start off at weak side last year and didn't have that natural opportunity to grow. And then on top of that, what do we talk about all the time? It's a passing league, and teams like the commanders with both J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson and even B-Rob when he comes back, mm-hmm. they are built to do exactly what the Jaguars did to Jamin Davis last week. They are built that way. Should we lower our expectations to some degree, or is it impossible because he was just a first-round pick, a number 19? And and I guess part of the reason why I'm asking that is if there is this, or if there was this, divide between Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera— Upon the uh, with the drafting of Jack, uh, of Jamin Davis, number one, mm-hmm. and here's what I, I don't know that I, I would I could guess that, but here's what I do know. Remember, Greg Minuski was part of that coaching staff in Jamin's final year at Kentucky. Yep. R- after getting let go here, he said, and Stoops told me uh, in an interview I did with him after Jamin was drafted. The head coach Stoops, uh, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark Stoops. Stoops, couldn't think of his first name, that they had him as basically a low third, fourth round type project pick going into his final season at they Kentucky. Much. Right. So, so again, we're, we're talking about all these things. Are we still dealing with, A, somebody that was overdrafted, and therefore, our expectations are way too high. Or B, that this organization and 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 to um, who was it that just called um, Roy? Roy to, to Roy's point that you got two linebackers, and maybe one, maybe they saw it the same way. Maybe one saw it differently than the other. And again, they put a bullseye on this kid's back in a league that exposes people that have bullseyes on if their back. If you're saying was he overdrafted, no, because I looked it up and you had you had some guys, you had multiple guys that had him in late first round. Well, so what guys? Well, are we the talking about same people that we trust every year going into right. these? The same uh, people that had Jahan Dotson I'm, as a low second round I'm pick. Just telling you, it wasn't like Jamin came from off the radar to the number nineteen pick. Was was that a little too high for me? Yes. Yes, if I if I if I was again, maybe I'll start putting out a first round or something like that, just because of how much I get into this. I probably would have had Jamin as a second day selection because he'd only played one year. I mean, he only played one full time year right, right. at Kentucky, so there was a lot to like. And again, you go watch him work out, Chris. He's gonna blow you away. I mean, physically, the dude looks like an Adonis. What do we talk about all the time before we get back to the calls? You can have. I know. A, I mean, you say it all the time. Guy looks great coming off the bus. Everything I mean, you want for every guy that that you know that blows it up. There's a Mike Mamula out there, and 
right now you're hoping Jamin Davis doesn't end up like Mike Mike Mamula. Let's go to line three. Jody's on the Eastern Shore. What's up, Jody? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, I Jeff. think it's a stretch. I think it's a stretch to say, well, he put in middle linebacker last year. He wasn't comfortable. Now he's to the to the weak side, Not, and, it, and it's only one game. This man is a first round draft pick. He's supposed to make an impact. If he can't make that adjustment, he doesn't belong on the team. I mean, seriously. And I'll give you an example. Brandon Collins was safety his whole career. They put him to linebacker last year. He was immediately better. The defense was immediately better the game one. When he didn't play, the, the defense was immediately worse. So this stretch, and, I, and I'll go to another stretch. That raises a bigger question. People's critical of Jack Del Rio. Maybe so. I mean, the defense is not good. The defense hasn't been good since he's been there, since Ron's been there and he's been there. Well, you can make the argument. Ron's had three. He's he's got control of the roster. He's he's missed on two out of the three first round picks. He's not missed on Dotson, but he's missed on the first two out of three thing, and that's his side of the ball. Something bigger needs to be addressed here. But this fight, Jamin Davis, the criticism. Yeah, you wouldn't. And it, and that one other caller is right. He's a first round pick. Nobody would care if they did it to Cam Curl. He's a late round pick. It's a great but, point. I mean, look. I mean, they, and, and again, appreciate it, Jody. And and look for for all the praise, and and they have done. That's the strange thing, Chris. They've done a, this staff in particular has done a solid job on the second and third day. Mm-hmm. Okay, the book is not written on Chase Young. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're a fool if you if you think that the book is written on Chase Young, because you, I I think I, I'm I'm confident that we're going to see an impactful player still when 99 gets back on the field, if his legs allow him to, to do that. That's the one caveat. I mean, his legs got to allow him uh, to get back. But you're right. Defensive staff reaching a little bit for a defensive player, changing his position. It doesn't work. And now you're putting him in a spot where he has to go back to another position. And, again, sometimes that transition it works quickly. Sometimes it takes a little bit more time. And right now with Jamin Davis – it's it's taking a little bit more time. Let's get Butch in D.C. before the time limit runs out. What's up, Butch? Butch going once, twice, sold. WWE did this bit a couple of months ago. Where is Butch? <laughs> Butch is one of their like newer wrestlers or whatever. They couldn't find Butch. And Butch just suddenly reappeared. They found him. So it may, maybe that's the same Butch. Butch, if the 15-minute timer got you, call back at 301-230-0980. We're talking, look, last week we threw a ton of you know praise toward the offense. This week, a little closer examination of the defense with some of the success that Jacksonville had and should have had more. As I said all along, you can talk Carson Wentz all you want. I said this throughout training camp. You can talk about Carson Wentz all you want for this team to realize its goals and get where it's got to be. The defense has to be better. And the microscope certainly, I think, in this case, shifts to them this week. It was an up-and-down performance by the defense last week. If they're going to be 2-0, the defense has to be ready for a Detroit Lions team that's going to play some desperate football this week. Your thoughts on that? 301-230-0980. Del Rio over the line criticizing Jamin Davis publicly, or was it spot on and accurate criticism? Let's talk about it. Touchdown at 10 is rolling right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's a Fellowship Friday. Russell and Maddie brought in bagels. We fed uh, the, the whole Team 980 slash 1067 Odyssey family today. I guess I'll have to contribute at some point. When do you want to contribute? 2025. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Are we going to be doing the show in 2025? I don't know. I hope so. Hey. But you know what, though? Can you deal with me for another th- sure. three years, Absolutely. two and a half years? We're, we're, we're settled in now. Okay. We're rolling. Um, look at, at this. At Which this, is to say the first year and a half, <laughs> you couldn't stand me. <laughs> no, it's fine. It, it's, spending three hours with you is a lot better than four. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> Wait a second. But you can say the same. <laughs> Wait a second. I was going to say. I mean, I don't want to spend four hours with myself, never mind with you. I annoy me. It's okay. Time now to talk to our Odyssey insider, the great Jason Lockham for Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Jason, good to hear from you. Uh, absolutely. Likewise. Yeah, appreciate you coming aboard. Uh, Jason, before we, get to, before we get to football, one of our great listeners, Ross Rudder, like you, is an avid collector. What is the top item available right now at the Jason Lockham for eBay <laughs> store? I have to go. You know what? I've been remiss in not going back through. Um, there are definitely, I, I will be selling some Logan Gilbert, uh, pretty soon. Um, and, uh, George Kirby, uh, cause it looks like the Mariners are going to be in the playoffs and mm. there'll be a bright light on those guys. Uh, and I will be unloading a lot of Orioles prospects once the final top 100 prospect list come out, which I think will include a big jump up for Jordan Westberg. And I think Connor Norby, who I have a lot of, uh, will be in that top 100 
And uh, if Colton Kowser's in the top 20, then uh, you can be on the lookout for some Colton Kowser as well. Absolutely. Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockin4 is with us on Russell and Medhurst. Insider Calls presented by BetQL. Subscribe to BetQL today and instantly get our model's best bets. Live, public, and sharp data. Tens and uh, tens. Trends. Script said tens. And much more at your fingertips. You can also hear Jason uh, with our other pal, Brian Balding, old Baldy on inside the on in the huddle, I should say. New episodes out every week. Just search Huddle on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Before we get into the NFL, you must be like giddy about your Orioles. Not only do they come in here and whack around yeah. the Nats, not that not that that's that hard. Yeah. Uh, I know yeah. that the playoffs are maybe still a long shot. My goodness, is that team loaded for bear? Yeah, it's an amazing, um, complete organizational overhaul and turnaround um, from going from a team in the dark ages in terms of analytics and player development and um, the international markets and all the things that they didn't uh, really invest in whatsoever under Peter Angelos have become sort of the tenets of the rebuild under John Angelos and Mike Elias. And, yeah, it's it's pretty – I mean, they, they could have back-to-back rookies of the year. Like, is Julio Rodriguez going to win it over Adley this year? I mean, probably, but I don't know that he should. And then what – I was just looking up Gunnar Henderson. Um, I was on Baseball Reference, actually. And uh, he's got 26 total bases and through his first 14 games as a 21-year-old, which puts him, like, in the top 25 of all time. Uh, of people to do it. So, yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, and they're going to spend some money this offseason. So, yeah, we're fired up. Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's talk about the football team there. Uh, clearly, a lot of drama with Lamar leading up to oh, the yeah. first game. Uh, where and, and, look, I give the reporters credit yesterday. They tried slyly to get some popcorn from sure. him uh, yesterday. But, you know, Jason, you've been doing this a long time. And guys that do this without agents have been few and far between through the years. Yeah, this is a high-stakes game of chicken for both sides. Is there an advantage to one side or another uh, in this battle here between the Ravens and Lamar? Well, I think the advantage is to him because everything that keeps happening in this league continues to drive up the price for people like him. And the Watson deal, whether Steve Bashani wants to admit it or not, happened. Um, it happened right under their noses in their division. It happened at a time where this person, you know, probably had more, you can make the case, was, was, should have been behind bars or, or, or in treatment rather than on a football field, you know, practicing. And the dominoes continue to fall in a way where if you have a franchise quarterback and you wait to pay him, you will be paying more. Ask Jerry Jones how it worked out with Dak. So, I, I, look, could, could he get hurt? Sure. Dak got hurt and still got the tag and, you know, became a $40 million man because they couldn't win without him. And last year when Lamar got hurt, newsflash, they couldn't win without him. The season collapsed. They went from 8-3 and three to on the outside looking in. So if Bashani doesn't want to pay him, somebody will. And we, we, we're not even just seeing it with quarterbacks now. We saw the wide receiver market explode because guys are like, you don't want to pay me, you know, Clark Hunt? Trade me to Stephen Ross. He will. Um, I don't know how the Ravens get around that, and I'm far from convinced that Lamar Jackson's next contract will be with the Baltimore Ravens. The franchise tag next year certainly will be. Right. Uh, I, but I don't know. You know, I, if they win the Super Bowl, the price is if that's if like if that's the paradigm, Super Bowl or bust. If he hits that, 
is Bashadi going to want to give him three hundred million right. fully guaranteed? And if he doesn't, well, you didn't want to pay him before. What's going to make you want to pay him now? Well, but but like Pete and I have talked about this constantly over the summer. You know, Jason, as you know, we were just trying to come up with anything that we didn't have to talk about the commanders with. Um, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, um, but, but, you know, like, they faced this situation with Joe Flacco back in 2012, and they gambled and they lost. Now, uh, okay, they won the Super Bowl, but they lost out on the contract. And, you know, so are they willing to make that same mistake again? I don't know, but here's my problem. You know, like, I, I screamed about the then-Redskins tagging Kirk Cousins in 2016, right? I said, look, you don't do this for an ascending quarterback because of some of the stuff you just said. I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong. You tell me you do a talk show every day for our sister station, 105.7 The Fan, in Baltimore under the great Chuck Sapienza. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I Chuck don't know if Fox. you think. I, I, don't, I don't know if you think he's no, great, but Chuck I. Fox, okay. Huh? All right. You. If you. Us, I'll have Chuck five Fox. hours of Chuck Fox on the most in the Cross Street Market this afternoon. We, we trust me. We're all Sapienza all the time. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but. But anyway, my, I guess the, the the overall point is I don't know if I view Lamar Jackson and do they view him as an ascending player, as an ascending thrower. Does that make sense? I'm not really to me. I don't know. I mean, he won a unanimous MVP at 22. Uh, he's only 25. Uh, he what is he 38 and 12 yeah. as a starter? Like, do you think that's because? They've got one of the best offensive rosters in the league. Or no. do you think that's because they have Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and and even the running back thing? Like the idea that oh, well, it's the scheme. Greg Roman is a genius in the run game. Well, how, how did it look last year when they didn't have special athletes with Lamar? Yeah. It was a very mundane run game that lacked explosion, that lacked big plays. He 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 is the franchise. I mean, I don't know that there's any other team in the league that has built more sort of in the likeness or ask the quarterback when things are tough to do more than these guys do. So I, 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 I don't know. Um, the, the, again, you brought up Cousins. The franchise game with the quarterback gets really dangerous really quickly. And if that guy, Cousins, used it to get three years fully guaranteed – which means in 18 months they're back at the table with you, right? And then you get more guaranteed, and then they're ready to cut bait with you, but they're not picking high enough to do it, so let's just give them another $70 million fully guaranteed to get us. Like, look at what that's done for Cousins. What would that look like a year from now, two years from now, if it's 26- or 27-year-old Lamar Jackson? Right. That's What's he getting? Right. And, and, Jason, here's the other question that we asked a lot during the summer. How long are John Harbaugh and the Ravens married to that style of play, or do they want to go back eventually to a more, quote, conventional uh, style of offense uh, in the National Football League? That, To me, that's another question. I mean, how long do they well, want to well, be married uh, to that? It, look, if the owner doesn't want to pay him, then they've, they've got an uh, obligation to their fan base and their locker room to trade him and to do so at a time when you can maximize the return which would be before next year's draft, in order to start that, that transition, that rebuild. And this looks like, knock wood, because unfortunately some of these kids will probably get hurt and crazy stuff will happen. It looks like a, a really good quarterback class, like first-round quarterback class. So 
Could they rebuild? Look, the, the backup, Tyler Huntley, like, is he Lamar Jackson? Hell no. Is this going to be a Tyrod Taylor situation where if they don't keep him here, he goes somewhere else and has a, a, a really nice NFL career? I think that's quite possible. So there's different ways they could go about it. Um, but they don't invest in wide receivers. Um, the offensive line, I mean, there's questions. They don't have a left tackle right now. I mean, it's like, so I, the, the idea that this guy is anything other than Superman for them or that he doesn't have to be Superman for them to win games, I, I think is folly. Jason Lockin for our Odyssey NFL Insider. Again, make sure you check out he and Brian Baldinger on In the Huddle. It's available with new episodes out every week. Just search Huddle on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. And, of course, listen to them on our sister station, 105.7, The Fan in Baltimore. Um, All right, so let's get your couple of thoughts on the commanders. I mean, everyone here is kind of split, as you would probably guess, right? Like, oh, good Carson. And then, what was that, Carson? Yeah, that's what it is, man. Right? And then the defense, which is – Messy, and I don't know what you know about the whole Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera mix, and it just doesn't seem healthy right now, and it and it no. hasn't been healthy for a while. Give me a snapshot view from Bmore on the yeah. team you used to cover on a daily basis a long time ago. Yeah, look, I, I I really liked Jacksonville on the money line last week. I thought that was a good little spot for them, and they've got their own issues as they sort of try to graduate into a professional grade organization, and they'll do that under Doug Peterson, but. That's sort of a young and naive team, and, and we saw some things in that regard in that game. I mean, I think that, that, that might end up being – I mean, you don't want to make too much of week one, but, like, that might be a portal into what the commanders are. Um, Wentz is going to – he's going to melt down inside, around his own goal line and around the opposing goal line. Like, within his red zone and the other team's red zone, anything's possible. <laughs> and I mean that – not in a good way. Uh, but there will also be times where he gets into a rhythm and you're like, whoa, this is, you know, this isn't, this isn't bad. Now, what's going to happen at money time, I, I, you know, against better teams, I, I don't know. Defensively, there's talent there. They can look like world beaters for a period of time and they can have issues in the secondary and elsewhere. Um, is Jack Del Rio the guy to fix all that and solve all that and get them playing more consistently? I don't know. He's been around there for a while, and this kind of seems like this is who they are. So, um, you know, look, that was a nice win. The Lions game will be interesting. Uh, they looked a lot better than I thought they would week one. Uh, but I, I And, look, that division, as we know, is not great. But I have a hard time buying stock in the Commanders as a team that's going to – you know, play a meaningful season. How much do you buy into the rah-rah nature of the Lions? Not much. <laughs> Not much, but I tell you what, what I can buy into is if they're, able to, if they're able to run the ball anything close to what they did on Philadelphia, and maybe that Eagles front has fallen off a cliff and Fletcher Cox is done and we're going to find out that they're not who some people thought, like me, the Eagles were up front. But either way, that – if that run game carries, then now Jared Goff can be a productive player because we saw what he was like when they had the Todd Gurley thing going on, and he just had to be along for the ride. They've added pieces on defense. Um, 
I think that unit will be somewhat ascending as the year goes on. Do I think they're worthy of all the hype they got because of hard knocks and otherwise? I don't. And at the end of the year, it's probably, you know, a five to seven win team. But perhaps they start making some of the incremental gains that uh, can get them out of the perpetual doldrums they've been in. What else are you most excited about, jacked up about, interested in on this week two slate? I mean, I think, again, we're going to find out more about Lamar and Baltimore against Miami and Mike McDaniel this Sunday. But Tampa, New Orleans is always good, although New Orleans seemingly has their numbers. What, el- what, what number, I should say, what else are you jacked up about? Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how the Bengals respond to adversity, and it seems like they're going to get a subsidy by, by playing a Dallas team that might already be yeah. licking their wounds and navel-gazing about what could have been rather than preparing to play a football game. So I think that's a really good bounce-back spot for the Bengals. If it's not for any reason, then I, I think, you know, you, you, you may have to start looking at them at least a little differently than I had. Um, you know, the New England-Pittsburgh is going to be an ugly football game, but, like, if Pittsburgh wins that game and then you start looking at Pittsburgh's schedule, all of a sudden, you know, you start saying, wait, is Mike Tomlin going to do this again? Like, is, is this going to be another year in which, you know, he's above 500 and they're in the playoff equation till the end? And, and likewise, or flip side, Bill Belichick post Tom Brady looks a lot like Bill Belichick, Cleveland Brown. So, you know, that narrative is certainly something that I, I think is going to be talked about more and more this year because Bill Belichick, the GM, has done Bill Belichick, the head coach, no favors for years now. And, man, I just don't see blue-chip players there, and that looks like a team um, that is not anything like the, the Patriots dynasty we're used to. Jason, I mean, look, that's a risky way to do business, and, and I love Bill to death. I get to talk to him when he comes to the Annapolis Touchdown Club stuff. But that's a risky way to do business in the NFL now. I mean, if you don't have the Jimmies and Joes, it's almost impossible to win in this game. And he was able to do it with a sixth-round quarterback that ascended to an elite level in player development. But that's just, unfortunately, a risky way to do business now in this league week to week. Well, and they're not in, like, the NFC East. You know, they're in the Well, Buffalo's good now. That's the problem. Buffalo's Buffalo's really good now. great. Miami has way better talent than him. We saw that if you watched that game last week. It's only a snapshot, but still, I mean, you look at Miami's speed and twitch versus the Patriots, it's, 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 it's complete extremes. The AFC West, all those teams, you know, could matter at the end of the year. You know, Baltimore, Cincinnati, like, I just don't think the Patriots stack up. Maybe if they were in a lesser NFC, and maybe if they were in a division where, you know, you, you, you think there's – you know, six wins there, but they'll probably beat up on the Jets, but they might only split with the Jets. I I don't know. Um, They've got issues. Jason, uh, appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Look forward to having you on again sometime soon uh, and uh, continued success, obviously, uh, up not only up in uh, Baltimore with The Daily Show, uh, uh, under Mr. Sapienza and as well with Baldy uh, on In in the Huddle, which is available, of course, uh, anywhere on the Odyssey app. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it. it. Jason that was uh, for joining us on behalf of our uh, friends at Odyssey. Insider Calls right. presented by BetQL. Subscribe to BetQL today. Instantly get our models, best bets, live, public, and sharp data, tens, and much more right at your fingertips. And if, you, if you've if you known anything, Chris and I have obviously known the BetQL model. 
uh, from being part of our company uh, since the inception. Uh, the BetQL model uh, does a pretty solid job. If you're looking to bang at over 60% uh, wherever you play, the BetQL model is certainly uh, something that you're going to want to uh, enhance yourself with uh, during the course of this football season. It's The, the whole Lamar Jackson thing is going to be fascinating drama to play out. But I think that the question that I asked him and, and, he, and he answered, ultimately Baltimore's got to figure out, are they in the business of playing that way, keeping that quarterback and playing that way specifically, or do they do they try to transition back to more of a, quote, mainstream type offense, or do they work harder to coach him and increase their passing concepts to get him into I think more mainstream? I think that's the answer because I don't think going – too talented. Yeah. He's too talented. Yeah. You know, too talented right now. I mean, we need more we need more time to kind of discuss that. I know we've talked about it a lot, but it's one of the most polarizing, fascinating topics in sports, period. No period. Doubt. Never and mind. I, and the look, NFL. I give those look, Lamar respect Lamar was unbelievable with the media this week. Mm-hmm. He was spectacular. He said, you know, hey, respectfully, I said we would take this up to week one. Week one has now passed. Let's talk about Miami. Mm-hmm. Next question, some donk on the side says, why well, was guaranteed money so important to you? Uh, and he said, look, he, the quality of the question, Lamar was ready to offer him some popcorn. He was really good-natured about it. But at some point, Lamar wants to now be able to concentrate on football. Mm-hmm. It's a huge game for Baltimore this week, quite frankly. Oh, it's a big test. Big for remember both teams. What, remember what Miami did to Lamar yes. and the Ravens yes. on a Thursday night last October, I believe it was. Yes. They sent people at him from directions he never thought existed. Different different head coach and staff, though. Good point. So. Good point. But I, Mike McDaniel's not dumb. No. He probably <laughs> goes no. back and watches that film oh, and yeah. says, oh, okay, yep. this is how we did that. Yep. So I think it's one of the more fascinating games in the slate mm-hmm. coming up this week. Lots of news out there. The big fella's got to look at it. All right, still awaiting word, official word, from the Chargers on Justin Herbert, who had x-rays after the game last night, although – uh, head coach Brandon Staley said he should be okay, meaning moving forward for Justin Herbert. And week three, Chargers lose a tough one after dominating much of the game. They uh, drop a three-point uh, effort to the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead as the Chiefs improve to 2-0. Commanders-Lions, of course, this Sunday at Ford Field. We'll have full-day coverage for you beginning at 9 a.m. right here on the Team 980 all throughout the day. I'll be part of the second-half broadcast coverage. Linnell Willingham and uh, a host of hundreds will be on staff and on hand doc post game everything in between you got it here the team 980 is your place to be on sunday for the lions and the commanders if you missed our conversation with odyssey nfl insider jason lock and four on lamar jackson and as well the commanders and more uh, just hit the odyssey rewind feature again right available for you in the team 980 matt will have it posted uh shortly coming up at the team 980.com and the nats back in action tonight against the marlins over at the park 705 first pitch florida state and louisville tonight your friday night du jour 730 game over on espn the seminoles 2 and oh off of that upset win somehow over lsu and that's what's trending Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, I'm going to give you our thoughts on the game this week. Want your thoughts. It's going to happen. 
Do we have expectations already after a week one victory? A week where Washington scored on its first two possessions for the first time since 1991. Hey, things worked out pretty good back in 1991. That season ended in Minneapolis, of all places, with guys like Riggs, Irvins, Biner, Rippin, and a world championship trophy. The final one, the last one that we've seen in this city 30 years ago. Now, 31 years ago. So, you know, it's time. It's time to to finally turn a corner with some football here in this town. Getting to 2-0, and again, represents small victory for this team. You know, there are still people that believe in the ankle biters out there. Right. The kneecap knockers. I'm not one. I'm not one of them. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If they... In order to go 2-0, and there's a lot of ways you can do it, right? No, there, there's only one way you can do it. Win. Okay, but a lot of ways you can get to the W. Mm-hmm. What has to happen? If there's one thing that has to happen in order to get to 2-0, and in your mind, what is it? Fascinating question. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to maintain attacking aggressively on offense as they did last week. I have confidence in that, and yes, yes, because you're attacking offensively with higher risk plays, and to your point, 60-40 pass-to-run ratio, by nature, that is higher risk. But Chris, I believe the reward for the potential of the guys you're doing it with, the reward is much more achievable than in years past. You can line up and run these plays all the time with any personnel you want. With some personnel, these plays aren't going to be as successful as they were last week. But to me, if I'm Scott Turner, I'm on the attack. I'm on the prowl. I'm dictating to others. We're coming in to Detroit. We're taking your lunch money, and I'm going to unleash McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, Gibson, McKissick. I'm ready to unleash Logan Thomas, who really, coming back from that injury, I thought physically looked fantastic. He had three huge catches that set up touchdowns. Dude. I mean, mean, again, I can't say enough how important Logan Thomas' role. Credit to Logan's rehab people, everything, that whole process. He looked fantastic for a guy coming off of that injury and missing that much time. And, uh, again, that's a guy that's only going to get stronger as the season goes as the knee continues to come back, you know, week after week and rehab and get stronger. So Logan was fantastic. So if I'm Scott Turner, I've got to be. I'm 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 willing. I'm giving you plenty of time to chew that that bite up. I've got I'm, I'm filibustering myself right now. I appreciate now you. I'm to turning give you off time. I'm turning off my mic. That's that's a smart thing to do. Right. You're a good man. Some people in radio sit there and go you know, but if I'm Scott Turner, I don't care. I I got the parts. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out and I am dictating to you, Detroit. I am looking to attack early, build a lead again, and right, put let, the pressure wait, on the line. Let Lions. me let me jump in and follow up though. So you say attack, jump out early, be aggressive. All, yes, I agree with you. How do you do it? What 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 is the the X and O E way to do that? Is it just to throw deep early? Doesn't even have to be that against man press coverage. Doesn't even have to be that if they're blitzing me. Okay. That means somebody's going to be one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You've got the kind of talent now that one-on-one. We talked about 173 yards after the catch last week, Chris. If teams are going to be that aggressive against Carson Wentz and Wentz 
has the focus and realizes where those mismatch mismatches are mm-hmm. in his matchups, dude, they're going to keep banging on people like that because you've got McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, Gibson on wheel routes, McKissick on wheel routes that you can get isolated single coverage on. Dude, those guys are going to win those matchups they more sh- often than not. They should. Did you see your boy Orowari? How do you say his name? I don't know. Armani. Amani. Oh, the D-back? Yeah, the, the, the other, starting the corner, other, right? The, the other opposite D-back, of opposite Okuda. Of Kuda, yeah. He's he's banged up. He was questionable. Uh, I'm sorry, limited yesterday. Great. I'm sure he'll be Great. questionable for the game. Fantastic. That's even better news Do for the Commanders. Automatically attack that, right? Well, the question is: Are they going to give you the opportunity to attack that? Are they going to Are they going to blitz from the other side, leave Akuda in single coverage, and keep more bodies over there to help? You know the you guy think, on the other right? side. I mean, but that look—that's conventional wisdom right. in this situation. If the guy's banged up, you gotta—you definitely gotta have a safety over there to help him out in that situation. The key to me is, and going back and watching Detroit, Philadelphia, when you look at where they were very aggressive, and where Hertz was able to take advantage of them in the run game, Carson's not going to be able to do that as mm-hmm. much. But it still leaves you in one-on-one coverage out there with elite people, man. Elite people in space usually win the one-on-one battles. It may not necessarily be against Akuda, but it could certainly be against the linebackers, the corners, and safeties on the other side of the field. And I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to Scott showing that same aggression on the road. Go dictate to Detroit. Don't allow. Do what Philadelphia did. Philadelphia watched Detroit go down the field, score on that first drive. Everybody's all pumped up about the Lions on Twitter and in the crowd there in Detroit. And then all of a sudden, Philadelphia just said, okay, no problem. They got their whack-a-mole hammer out, and they just hammered Detroit after that. So to me, that's what Scott Turner and the offense need to do this week. Just walk in when you get your first possession, whether you win the toss or not. If I'm Ron, don't defer. Take the ball. Don't put your defense on the field first. Take the ball. Take your whack-a-mole hammer out. And bang them over the head on the first drive, just like you did last week. Dictate to this team that you're not coming in here to play around on Sunday. Let's go take their lunch money aggressively, and let's 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 make them go to the principal's office looking for some help. You know what they should say? They should say, "Let's go ride with me, ride with me." Carson Wentz just needs to get in the huddle and says, "Fellas, ride with me." Ride with me. Let's go. Give Linnell Willingham something to talk about with Doc on the post-game show (laughs) coming up on Sunday at 4.15 p.m. And don't be a donk. Don't be a donk. That's exactly right, Heisty. Final hour of the show. Our predictions are coming up. We want to hear yours as well. It's your time to shine in the prognostication window. 301-230-0980. Commanders, Lions, what do you think? Right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Don't be a donk. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.